Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Break Room, Season 2. My name is Jose Sabedra, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking with a very, very special guest. He is known for his innovative approaches to improving student learning and teacher support. He has earned national recognition by the White House and the U.S. Department of Education as one of the top 35 district leaders in personalized learning. And just recently, won an award by Global Minded Ed as this year's inclusive leader for K-12 education. I'm super excited to be interviewing the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Miyashiro, superintendent of the Cajon Valley School District. Welcome to my podcast, Dr. Miyashiro. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jose. I'm excited to be part of the break room. Nice. So I've prepared some questions for you. And don't worry, there's nothing embarrassing. So are you ready? Sure. All right, then. Here we go. Let's go back to the beginning. Was education always your first career choice? Actually, it wasn't. My first career choice was to be in radio, TV, and performing arts. Wow. I loved it in high school and had lots of opportunity in high school to, to perform and to sing and dance. And then thought that that would be a future career for me at, at college. Mm-hmm. One of my professors told me, this is just being honest, said, if you want to make money, you should probably quit. He said, because there's not going to be Asian people on television. And this was about, wait, how much? 30 plus years ago. And it was a very different time. But I took that advice seriously. And the only other career I knew was, was teacher because my mom was a teacher. Oh. So I followed in her footsteps. Wow, that's actually very interesting that you wanted to go into the performing arts. But that's pretty cool, you know, that you kind of went with your mom as well. Yeah, so we speak the same Ryasek language, but if you think about it, it is enterprising, social, and artistic. Yes, that is so true. Now, of course, with your mom, but what else inspired you to get involved with education? Well, I started actually teaching when I was a teenager at Vacation Bible School at, at the church that I was going to, and just working with children was joyful. So I think that 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 experience and being told that you're really good with kids by some other adults helped me make the right decision. Wow. Now, what was it like to first get started in your career as an adult? As an adult, I'm fortunate that I was able to start working at age 15 and a half on on a work permit. So experiences like working as a box boy at a grocery store, Hmm. as an ice cream scooper at Baskin Robbins, (laughs) as a waiter in many different restaurants serving people food, um, taught me not only how to have a boss and how to be responsible, um, but the value of money, how to earn it, how to save it, and how quickly it can leave if you don't protect it. So yeah. I think, and I think that that's what we're trying to do with the world of work and some of the programs here in Cajon Valley so that you, you all can have that same experience before you leave high school. Wow. So you really needed to learn like, okay, this is how many works and this is how you manage it. And I'm actually really glad that you're trying to implement it into schools because that's one of the few things that schools teach and it's all like financial stuff. So taxes and maybe managing a bank account, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy that you're implementing that kind of stuff to our schools so that you can educate us further to become better people. Mm-hmm. 
Now, what does a normal day at your job look like? Every day is different. So on a, on a good day, it feels like this. I get to see some of my favorite students and oh. engage with parents. Um, but there's a lot of other stuff that we need to do to make sure the district runs, like analyzing budgets, making decisions, hiring people, mm -hmm. uh, coaching people. And a lot of my job is responding to concerns. When people have complaints, they usually find their way to my office. Oh, yeah. well then. <laughs> well, going into education, were there any obstacles or difficulties that you had along the way while following that career? And how did you feel about them? You know, for me, school was something that I did so I could play sports mm -hmm. and hang out with friends. At the time, we didn't have presentation literacy. We didn't have career development. It seemed to me that what we were doing was learning stuff that we could articulate back on some type of test or essay. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand the point. Um, so I guess early perceptions about what school was for um, might have hindered me, but um, then when I learned that in order to be a teacher, not only did I need to have a degree, but had to earn a credential, and started to understand that school was for something else, like gainful employment. Wow. Now, tell us about a time when you had to make a decision without all the information you needed. Can you explain that? So let's say there was a time when someone asked you to make a decision. Let's say you're a superintendent and you don't have much information and you have to make the decision right then and there. Very seldom do you have to make a decision right then and there. But one of the things that we did early was reopen our schools during mm -hmm. COVID. And there was no plan. You know, there are no other schools to go look and see how are they doing this? We were actually the first in the United States to open at scale as a district. Oh, by, wow. I don't know if you remember, but we had free childcare for essential workers. Mm -hmm. And that was the first model of what school looked like. We didn't know um, how to best keep people safe. We didn't know how to serve children in person during COVID. Those are all things that we had to figure out ourselves. Mm -hmm. But with an incredible team, we were able to figure that out. Yep. And I mean, you guys are very incredible. I mean, I see all the people that work at the district and they're amazing. And I, I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Just kudos to you guys for the pandemic and everything else. Well, we love you, Jose. Oh, thank you. Now, what has been your greatest satisfaction leading our district? The greatest satisfaction leading our district has been the relationships. I feel like I know you and your mom and your dad and the friendships that I've built with your, your teachers and the principals and even just business leaders in the community, we have such wonderful people in Cajon Valley. That's been the most rewarding. That's really cool. Now, can you share something nobody knows about yourself? Like what's your favorite dessert or who's your favorite sports team or your favorite hobby? Most people don't know that I play ice hockey on Friday nights. Oh, wow. That's the jersey number that I wear. Um, and then most people wouldn't know that I'm the worst player in the entire league. Oh. Not just my team, because most of the guys started skating when they were little. And I taught myself how to ice skate on YouTube oh, when wow. I was 40. And so I'm not very good, but I, 
I can hit them like the best of them. <laughs> I mean, everybody starts somewhere, you know. And that's you know what? You're and you're incredible in the district. So you know what? Ice hockey. That's really cool too. That you that you do something like that. That's fun. Have you tried? I haven't tried it because I don't know how to ice skate. But who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe we can. Maybe I can be taught on YouTube just like you were taught. Sounds good. Now, if you could go back in time to when you were my age, is there anything you would tell your younger self? Hmm. I think what I would tell myself is to say yes more. I didn't learn that growth mindset and saying yes till later in life, and so to try things and and be okay with not knowing how to do things like ice skating, like a younger version of me. Would not try out for an ice hockey team because I didn't know how to skate, and I knew it'd be too hard to learn. But a forty-year-old me said, "You know what? I'm going to join an ice hockey team and teach myself." So I wish that I had that mindset earlier on. That's that's really good. And what's your advice for students like me on what to do and what not to do? Hmm. Simple advice are the words I live by. For starters, tell the truth. Do what you say you're going to do. So if you say you're going to do something, follow through.、Mm-hmm. Be nice. Yes. And when something goes wrong and it's your fault, apologize. Say,、yeah. "I'm really sorry about that." It's really easy. Tell the truth. Do what you say you're going to do. Be nice、mm-hmm. and own mistakes. You know what? That's not even simple advice. That's amazing advice, actually. And I'm sure our audience is now more familiar with you and what you do. Do you want to add anything else before we wrap up this episode? I'm curious about your career journey, Jose. You've explored. You've tried different schools. You've taken risks. You've built things. You've made things. You speak in front of large audiences. How are you thinking about your future? My future. I mean, I. I don't want to brag, you know, but I, I really am planning for college. I want to make my future bright, and I want to, you know, I just want to try my best to get the careers that I want. For example, public speaking—it's、mm-hmm. one of my—it's one of the careers that I really want to do. Computer engineering is also one of the careers that I want to do as well.、Mm. I love coding; It, it's just been my kind of thing. So, as public speaking, it's been my passion for a while. So, you know, something like that is what I would like to do for my future, and I want to. Make my future bright, you know, and I want to challenge life if they try to if it tries to knock me down.、Mm-hmm. I just want to do my best. Well, everything that we can do, we're happy to support. And knowing who you have as parents is going to give you that lift. You have the best parents. Thank you so much. And you know what? Not only my parents, but you guys have been helping me a lot. You know, I mean, although you always say we're here for you, you're always here for me. So. I wanted to thank you for that as well. You know, you mostly. You've always been helping me, especially ever since I started public speaking.、Mm-hmm. You saw the potential in me, and you were able to kind of nourish me and help me become the person that I am today. So, thank you for that. Thank you, Jose. Well, well, there you have it. Thank you, Dr. Miyashiro, for your time and for giving me the opportunity of getting to know a little bit more about you and for the amazing work you are doing around our community. Being a leader is not easy, and you are truly inspiring people all over the country and touching the lives of hundreds of students, including mine. I'm sure our audience will love this episode. Thanks again, Dr. Miyashiro, for being here with me today. All right, well, 
will join the break room, hopefully, in the, in the future. Yes. And to our audience, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I loved making it. And we'll see you in the next episode of The Break Room. You bye. Well done, Jose. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.